Hey, how's it going, JD? Good. How about yourself? Doing well. So welcome, everybody, to the uh, Loro Antonio Sports Talk podcast show, NFL edition. And it's a special version of, of the show because it's the 2019 NFL Draft Show. I'm your host, Loro Antonio. JD's with me to analyze the 2019 NFL Draft and the Patriots 2019 season schedules along with the Rams and Chargers. But before we get to all that good stuff about the draft, let's start off with analyzing the Patriots 2019 season schedule. So it's a relatively easy schedule. So they start the year at home with the Steelers and end the year at home with the Dolphins. So what game are you highlighting on this Patriots calendar that you're looking forward to the most uh, in the Patriots 2019 season schedule when you look at their schedule coming this season? Yeah, well, I usually try to pick one that's off the board, but this year I'm just so compelled by a game that I think everyone else is going to be too. I'm really looking forward to the Week 8 matchup against the Cleveland Browns just because the Browns have been everyone's darling this offseason. They'll have another year of Baker Mayfield, and now he's got some great offensive weapons with guys like Odell Beckham Jr. coming aboard. So I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. I think most teams that have them on the schedule have that game circled as an interesting one because you kind of want to see what they're made of. And they, they've they been the doormat of the AFC for so long, and now they seem to finally be turning things around. You saw it a little bit last year. Um, you got the nice 425 start. I was actually thinking they'd give the Browns and Pats a, a primetime game, but 425 works good too. Baker and the crew are coming into Foxborough, so... I don't think they'll get the best of uh, the veteran Tom Brady that week, but it'll certainly be uh, a matchup of present versus future. So I I think that's one that a lot of people have circled, but it's certainly one that I'm looking forward to. Absolutely for me there. And also I'm looking forward to when I highlight the Patriots schedules, Bill Belichick versus Brian Flores in weeks two and 17. And also when the Patriots renew their rivalry with the New York Jets in weeks three and seven. Yeah, definitely. I'm especially excited for the um, the Monday night game they have against the Jets in the Meadowlands. So it'll be cool week seven, week eight, back to back. The Patriots will be coming off a short week to face the Cleveland Browns. But the Jets are another one like the Browns. They're a team that, that hasn't performed well lately, but they have a very revamped roster. Uh, they spent big in past off seasons getting Le'Veon Bell this year. So those will be two nice back to back matchups to watch uh, with the Dolphins. The thing I never understand about the schedules, and they do it every year, I complain about it every year, is they always put the game in Miami at the beginning of the year and the game in New England at the end of the year. If they did it the other way, it would be nice weather for each game, but the way they do it, it's 150 degrees for the game in Miami, and it's below freezing for the game in New England. So that's my one complaint with the schedule. They do it every year, but... I guess that's something the Patriots will have to deal with, and I know Miami in Miami has always given them fits. So we'll see what uh, what can be drawn up there early on in the season to, to Here's slow what them down in Miami. Patriots go to Miami week two. I say the Patriots win this game, but it won't be a lot of points. I say Patriots win by a field goal over the Dolphins. They were all so close to beating the Dolphins in Miami last year if it weren't for that Miami miracle. And I would have coached better in that game than Belichick did in the Miami miracle if that were – if if. We didn't have a Miami miracle. Yeah, definitely. And I I think the schedule overall sets up pretty well for the Patriots to at least be six and one, if not seven and oh, going into um, the matchup with the uh, with the Browns in week eight. I know things get a little tougher from there. 
You have Cleveland, then you have a road game in Baltimore. Baltimore's a team that knows how to beat you. Um, and you're playing in Baltimore, which doesn't help. You got the bye week, which I think comes at a great time for the Patriots like it has in the past, splitting the season basically in half. And then you got the Super Bowl rematch from a couple of years ago against the Eagles on the road. So That's going to be a great game. In Philly, I say New England wins by three, but my projected record for the Patriots is 16-0 and when I look at the schedule because I'm actually going bold here. And it's just in my opinion that the Patriots will be a 16-0 and team that will win its seventh Lombardi trophy this season. Yeah, I mean, I certainly hope that'll happen. I'm going to go with 13-3. and I know the Patriots are the quintessential 14-2 and or 12-4 and team. So I'll, I'll try to split the difference. And just scrolling through, if I'm going to pick three losses, I will say they lose in Baltimore – they lose. I'm going to say they lose against Kansas City because it seems like the Patriots do lose to some of these good teams in the regular season and then come back and beat them in the postseason. And if I had to pick a third one, maybe the Monday night game against the Jets, um, just because everybody in New York is going to be hyped about that. Le'Veon Bell could come out and, and have a good game, one of his first primetime game with the Jets. So, But overall, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you that the schedule, I think, sets up super well for the Patriots. It's probably one of the easiest in the league. And especially from a travel perspective, they don't have any long road trips. They don't have to go to London. They don't have to go to the West Coast. The The furthest they really have to go is, is Houston. So nothing nothing too bad there. And the Houston sandwich between two home games. So, again, like I said, the travel is not going to be that big of an issue for this team this year. I think the Patriots, if I say how many games they would lose, I would say either two or three. But I think one of the losses, if 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 I don't predict here, is I'm not going to predict losses. They could lose in Houston on the road. They could lose in Philly on the road and lose in Baltimore. And I think they're going to win all their home games. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the Patriots have always been a phenomenal home team. Uh, like I said, the only one I think I could see them losing at home is potentially the Kansas City game just to get everybody excited for uh, for the potential of a future matchup there in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. So looking at the schedule, it's relatively easy. But when I look at who I think the Patriots will blow out, is I think will be they'll blow off the Redskins for sure. I say that because the Redskins aren't going to be that good. I think they'll blow out Cincinnati. But – I think even though the Giants are going to suck this year, I think the Giants are going to still play the Patriots tough on thir- on a Thursday night. Yeah. Regardless. Oh, totally. Totally. You know, because Eli Manning still knows how to play well against the Patriots. And another game I'm looking forward to seeing is when the Cowboys come to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think it's a it sets up for some interesting matchups facing the NFC East this year. And also, I think the Patriots will beat the Bills. I think the Patriots will win by three over the Bills on September 29th. And I also see them beating them by three points at home when they play the Bills. And then against the Dolphins Week 17, that's going to be a shutout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see the Patriots. Even though I like Brian Flores, though, I look forward to seeing what he does and what program he builds in Miami, even though we don't follow the Dolphins and that we like Brian Flores. Yeah, I think schedule sets up well for the Patriots to march into the playoffs. On a, on a high note, you got Buffalo at home, you got Miami at home. Two teams that you should be never really having any trouble with, especially at home. Um, sets up very similar to the end of last season for being able to come into the playoffs on a high note. Absolutely. So 
I think the Dolphins, like, we'll get, we'll speak about the Dolphins draft plans in just a minute here. So let's talk about the Rams schedule. So the game I highlighted on the Rams schedule is when they played that NFC title game rematch against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, definitely. I, I think if I wasn't going to highlight a game on the Patriots schedule that was the Browns game, it probably would have been the Chiefs game just because you get the, the championship game rematch. And for me, on the Rams schedule, it would have to be this one, especially with the way that ended the Saints game against against the Rams in week two. And it, early on in the season, too. So get the get the high-profile matchup out of the way. And I think the Rams will win that game by three points at the Coliseum. I don't think anybody in L.A. will boo the Saints when they come to the Coliseum because of what happened. Yeah, no, I, I don't think uh, – I, I think the Rams do win that game. Uh, home crowd will will definitely be behind them, and we'll see how the, the, the Saints bounce back this year from that call. Uh, but if I had to go for a game on the Rams' schedule, obviously I would probably pick the Saints one, but I'm I'm kind of looking at the, the Week 5 game against Seattle. Thursday night game, never know what can happen in those games, and Seattle is a, a team that, hasn't died off like people thought they would. And now that they have Russell Wilson locked up for a few years, see what, see what kind of magic he can keep going with that the, team. Uh, to the Chiefs. Now the Seahawks have two first-round picks, which we'll, yes. guess, which we'll analyze in just a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And now let's talk about the Chargers 2019 schedule. The game I highlighted on that schedule is when they play the Chiefs in Mexico City. Yeah, definitely. I Looking at the Chargers schedule, it – there aren't that many cupcakes. They they do have a tough schedule. And I'm going to actually go with the week one matchup against the Colts because Colts, much like Seattle um, for that Rams game I was talking about, they're a team that hasn't gone away as quietly as people thought they would. They're, they're a team that was on the downswing but never really went down too far. And now they're, they're back on the upswing. Andrew Luck, phenomenal quarterback, had a great year last year. And I think it's an important game for the Chargers to – to have to win that game because they're at home and you don't face a very easy early season schedule. I mean, you got a new look lions team that you have to travel to in week two. You host the Texans Deshaun Watson can always give you problems. And then still early in the season, you got a few other games. You got a, a brutal stretch midway through the season. You got at Tennessee at Chicago and then home against green Bay. So Chargers cannot afford that many missteps. I think the Colts are a team that they should beat because I think the Chargers are one of the more talented teams in the AFC. But a slip up there would not start them off on the right foot. Absolutely. You you must be – you probably will be right about that. That's for sure. So now that being said, um, let's analyze the uh, – Let's analyze the 2019 NFL mock draft. So let's start with our picks one through seven. So, so that being said, so that being said, everybody, um, let's get to right to it. So let's start with picks one through seven. I'm going to go first and we'll do a pick by pick analyst for each pick. So with the first pick in the 2019 NFL draft, I, it changed my mind from Bosa Murray but I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals selecting Nick Bosa with the number one pick in the 2019 NFL draft. Okay. I like it. I, I think Nick Bosa is probably the most talented player in the draft, but um, I, I'm going to lean toward Kyler Murray. I, I feel like they, they really do like him. The reason why I say Nick Bosa to the Cardinals is because Steve Kime of the Arizona Cardinals has been very confusing because he said – 
no decision has been made on the number one pick yet. I don't know what that means. Uh, Steve Kime needs to be clear. Yes. Oh, totally. Totally. And I mean, I think that mystery may lean toward Kyler Murray because Nick Bosa would be the obvious choice. Kyler Murray, even though a lot of people have it, I think people would still be shocked if they did pick him at number one. Although, I mean, from all indications, too, they they do seem to really like the kids. So I, I wouldn't know where their head's at. I would lean toward Kyler Murray, and then they, they trade Rosen. We'll see about that. So now that being said, I have the San Francisco 49ers with the second pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. They select Josh Allen, outside linebacker from Kentucky. I love Josh Allen. I think he is going to be a phenomenal player in this league. Probably one of the more talented guys in the draft. Um, I will go with – well, I'm going to go with Nick Bosa because he's still available on my board at this point. So you and I are both different with one and two now because I kind of changed my mind here. And uh, I have Kyler Murray going somewhere, but here's what I have. I have the Miami Dolphins moving up in the 2019 NFL draft to the number three spot and trade – and trade places with the New York Jets as the New York Jets trade back for more draft picks. That the Jets will now have the 13th selection in the 2019 NFL draft. And and with that being said, the Jets, in my opinion, will receive two future first round picks from the Dolphins with this move. Okay, I I think number three is the first spot to watch. I because I think if Arizona does go Kyler Murray, then it's a guarantee that San Francisco takes Bosa too. But then when you get to three, you're going to see teams that maybe want to trade up for a quarterback. And I I don't know if that's where you're going with the Dolphins getting the number three pick. But I I certainly see teams being interested in maybe jumping ahead of the New York Giants or even the Oakland Raiders if they're going to pull something crazy. All right. So with the third pick in the 2019 NFL draft, I have the Miami Dolphins selecting Kyler Murray. Okay. I I like it. I I think if – if Arizona doesn't take him, like I said, you're going to see a lot of teams trying to jump up to that number three spot. Maybe it is Miami. And the reason why I say that is because there, it could be fake news that Dolphins owner Steve Ross is saying that the Dolphins could be tanking for Tua Tagalovova. And I'm like, you know what? The Miami Dolphins need a quarterback now. And yes, Ryan they can't afford to wait. not going to start for them. He's their starting quarterback for now, but I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be their day one starter. That's why I think the Miami Dolphins will move up in this draft to get Kyler Murray. Yes, absolutely. I, I like that move. If, so like I said, if Kyler's still available. All right, so that's the third pick for me. Miami Dolphins moving up to the three spot and trade places with the Jets. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So now let's move on to the number four pick in the 2019 NFL draft. The Oakland Raiders select... Quinnen Williams, a defensive tackle from Alabama. Okay. I, I, I do like Quinnen Williams, too. Uh, for my mock draft, I, I did one sort of without trades because I, I always confuse myself when I do the trades, so I just did with no trades. I know that's not going to be realistic, but I probably wouldn't hit on the trades either. So I had Quinnen Williams going three to the Jets if they keep the pick. And at number four, I don't know. You keep hearing the Raiders are going to do something surprising. I'm going to say they they really shake things up at number four and, and take Haskins. They they draft a quarterback and then maybe look to shop Derek Carr. And, and I don't know, John Gruden's the type of guy that I'm sure would just love to throw this draft into a frenzy. I don't. I disagree with the Raiders getting Dwayne Haskins is because 
I think Derek Carr is still their franchise, their quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. I don't get me wrong. I love Derek Carr. I I think he's just been put in a bad situation with this team, and maybe it is best for both sides. But at the same time, they could turn things around with Antonio Brown. But I was reading something on CBS that they're planning something really surprising with their pick, and I feel like Oakland's going to be one of the hardest teams to predict in this draft. They control a, a decent amount of the first round with their their three first round picks, and who knows where their heads at. Yeah, you're right. Who knows where their head's at? That's for sure. That's for sure right there. So now that being said, let's let's go to the fifth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting Greedy Williams, a defensive back from LSU. And that's Are, a pressing need for the Bucs. That is a pressing need for them. I've, I've seen Greedy fall in a lot of mock drafts, but I, I think he's still a really talented cornerback. Uh, if he doesn't go there and he goes maybe later in the first round, it would be a steal for any team that can get him because the kid is super talented. I'm going to half agree with you. I'm going to pick an LSU player, but I'm not going to pick Greedy. I'm going to take Devin White, the, the linebacker from LSU. You're, you're still picking LSU for Tampa, but it's not Greedy. Yeah, exactly. So half agree. I think they'll, they'll take an LSU player, but I'm going to go with Devin White. All right, so now that being said, let's go to the sixth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. I think the Giants could wait until the second round to draft Dwayne Haskins. So that being said, with the sixth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, I have the, I have the, uh, the New York Giants selecting Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, Clemson. Okay, I think any of those Clemson offensive or defensive linemen are, are really good. I got to see them play against Boston College this year, and they were phenomenal. I mean, one of them did break our quarterback's collarbone almost. But, you know, yeah, it, it happens. And I'm going to go with – I I can see the Giants waiting too. I used to be very heavy on them getting a quarterback here at six, but now I'm starting to lean toward maybe they don't. And if they if they don't, I I would take Jonah Williams from Alabama. I think they need, they need offensive line help. One of my friends – very good friends as a Giants fan and brought up a good point. If if you're going to stick with Eli this year and maybe for one more year after that, you're, you're going to need to protect him. And the Giants did an awful job of doing that last year. So Jonah Williams can definitely help stabilize that line, um, especially uh, where the Nate Solder signing hasn't really worked out so far. I think I, I have them getting an offensive tackle, but I say that's not going to be until their next pick for the Giants. Okay. So that's why. Yeah, I got you. So now that being said, let's move on to the seventh pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Dante Fowler Jr.'s replacement in Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat. Okay, I have him going in the top ten also. I don't have him going to Jacksonville. I, I've seen it a lot lately, and I'm, I'm starting to buy into it. It may be high for a tight end, but I've seen a lot of TJ Hawkinson to Jacksonville. And I know that probably hurt Patriots fans who want – the Patriots to draft a tight end. That's my biggest concern that these tight ends are going to be off the board, whether it's Hawkinson or Irv Smith or Noah Fant. And I think Hawkinson's the first one to go. It seems like the Jaguars do have legitimate interest in him at number seven. Absolutely. We'll wait and see on that. So now that being said, everybody, let's go to picks eight through 15. So with the eighth pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions, Matt Patricia's Detroit Lions select. Clean and feral. Defensive end from Clemson. I, I like it. I think they go defense, too. Patricia, 
I think did a very good job in his first year with the Lions. I know they they finished below 500, but they were in a tough division, and I think they do go defense, especially on the defensive line. Uh, in my mock draft, I still have Josh Allen available, so I think he would be a huge steal if they could get him at number eight. Yeah. I had Josh Allen. I had Josh Allen going to the uh, – what should I call this? The, yeah, you had him going number two, right? To San Fran. Yeah, okay. I still had him on my board. But yeah, I, I think they go defense no matter what here at number eight. Um, but if Josh Allen is still available, like I have him on my big board, um, I think you go with best defensive player available there. Absolutely. You're right about that. Best defensive player available is always what's the strategy there for, for drafting good players. So now that being said, let's go with the ninth pick in the 2019 NFL draft. The Buffalo Bills select Jonah Williams, offensive tackle from Alabama. And the reason why I have that is because the the Bills did a good job in addressing off, offensive targets for Josh Allen. And I think Jonah Williams will help develop this offensive line. I agree. They, they certainly need to protect Josh Allen. Um, I have him going the other side of the ball, a guy you already have drafted but I still have available. I have him going Mont- Montez Sweat. Uh, from Mississippi State. Absolutely there. So the, reason, so the reason why I had Jonah Williams to Buffalo is because I think Bills need offensive line help. Yes, I, I think they do too. I, well, if, first off, I think they need a lot of help. But offensive line is definitely one of the, uh, the pressing issues. For the Bills, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When the Bills got Cole Beasley and Tyler Croft, I was like, those are good offensive choices for uh, Josh Allen to throw to the ball to. Definitely. They're, they're surrounding him with some good weapons, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jonah Williams is still available to go and take him. Maybe they even go and get a guy like Jawan Taylor, uh, the tackle from Florida, if Jonah Williams is unavailable. That would not be a bad, bad consolation there. All right. Now let's go to the 10th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. I have the Denver Broncos going defense with this pick because I think – with new head coach Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio's draft philosophy, I think he's going to go defense first, and Devin White will be their pick at ten. Devin White will be the pick at ten. Okay. Is Denver? And the reason why I say that before you say what you're 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 going to say is because Von Miller, Bradley Chubb are good, but I think Vic Fangio is going to say in his mind, "I want to get an inside linebacker that's going to complement Von Miller and Bradley Chubb." Yeah, I I think it'd be a phenomenal move to to go and get him. I, I think Denver is another one of these these tough teams to predict for me. I think any of the teams you really look at that are potentially pursuing first-round quarterbacks are, are ones to watch because do you want to reach for a guy or do you wait to see if they slip into the second round? Because I don't know if this draft has a lot of high-end quarterback talent, but it does have some good depth in second and third-round options. I don't know about franchise potential, but there's certainly potential to be had if you do wait. That being said, I I lean toward them going quarterback. I know they don't need it with Joe Flacco now, but if Flacco's a one- or two-year guy, uh, I have him going Drew Locke if Locke can learn under him for a few years. I know John Elway has uh, been tied to Locke before, saying he, he likes him. And I think Locke, for my money, has the potential to be the best quarterback in this draft. So I, I like the move by Denver. I think... Your move going defense is probably more practical for right now. Uh, I just think they 
they do like Locke too. So maybe they, they consider quarterback there. They could draft Drew Locke in the later rounds because I'm thinking that drafting Devin White will be a good thing for the Broncos because I think Vic, I'm saying that in Vic Fangio's mind, he should add, add an inside linebacker to compliment Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. And because you know Vic Fangio's a defensive-minded head coach, not an offensive-minded coach. Yes, definitely. And I, I'm sure that he's going to do a fantastic job with this Denver defense. I, I think he will, too. I think it was a good hire on their part. And I think his offensive coordinator will take over the offensive, the offensive plays. Play yeah. yeah. And now that being said, let's go on to the 11th pick in the 2019 NFL draft for the Cincinnati Bengals. I have them getting Cody Ford to play right tackle for the Bengals. He's from Oklahoma as well. And the reason why is because this is what the Bengals need. They need offensive line help to protect Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was hurt the last two years. And they need protection for Andy Dalton. Yeah, and I, I think offensive line help is definitely a, an avenue they could take. I have them going defensive line. I think they need to also revamp the defense just because it used to be one of the most feared ones in the league, and, and now there's been some roster turnover there. And I I have him still available at 11. I have him taking Ed Oliver from Houston. I think he has the potential to be one of the better defensive players taken in this draft. Probably top five talent in the draft uh but may slip a little just because he had a bit of a down year um had some troubles with the houston system but if you put him in the right system and i think cincinnati can can devise that he could be a force in this league and now let's go to the 12th pick in the 2019 nfl draft i have the green bay packers selecting tj hawkinson from the tight end out of iowa okay this, this is gonna be another one i like half agree with you on I have them taking a tight end from Iowa, but I have them taking the other tight end from Iowa. No offense. And that's only because TJ Hawkinson's already off the board in my draft. I think if Jacksonville doesn't take him and he goes to number 12, I definitely agree with you that TJ Hawkinson is the pick. Uh, but like I said, in my draft, he's already gone. So they go with the next best tight end available, and that is no offense. And then just a little bit, we'll talk about the next Green Bay pick along with the next Oakland Raiders selection. So that being said, Let's go with the 13th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. This pick is from the Miami Dolphins. The New York Jets have that spot. The New York Jets select Rashawn Gary, defensive end from Michigan. Okay. The funny thing is I'm going to half agree with you again. I'm going to pick Rashawn Gary, but I didn't do trades. So I have the Dolphins taking Rashawn Gary with the 13th pick. So I I think uh, 13 is a good spot for Gary. What are we saying? So in my draft, I also have Rashawn Gary going, but I didn't do a trade, so I have the Dolphins taking him with that pick. I did a trade there because I feel like that the Jets need another defensive end to complement Leonard Williams. Yes, definitely. I I agree. I think well, Dolphins and the Jets both could both could use him um, at thirteen. I think you you just have the Jets in that position. I have the Dolphins in that position. But either way, I, I like the pick of Gary. And then the Jets, I said, received two first-round picks in return from the Dolphins as they traded back. Okay. That's the the trade that I made. The Jets and Dolphins switched places. Okay, that makes sense. And now let's go to 14. The Atlanta Falcons, with this pick, select in the 2019 draft with the 14th overall selection. They pick Garrett Bradbury, a center from NC State, because I'm not sure how long Alex Mack will play for the Falcons. I think the Falcons got to think long-term 
when it comes to their center position. Yeah, I, I think they do have to think long-term, too. Mine is more for a pressing need in the moment. I'm going with uh, – I still have him available on my board, Christian Wilkins from, from Clemson. I think he is a beast in the interior of the defensive line um, and can really help stabilize a defense that is really going to be the key to this Atlanta team. Uh, I understand what you're saying, though, with, with Mac not maybe having that many years left in the tank, needing to look for the future, protect Matt Ryan for however many years he has left. But you know Atlanta's going to give you an A-plus effort on offense every time. And if they, they're willing to get back to the playoffs right now or in a year or two, I think they need a guy like Christian Wilkins on defense. Actually, Christian Wilkins could be a big help that can complement Vic Beasley. I think Vic Beasley is going to break out this year. I think he's going to be in contention for defensive player of the year. I think Ricardo Allen and Keanu Neal will be having nice bounce back seasons for that Atlanta team. They fired their defensive coordinator. I think Dan Quinn's going to do a very good job with that defense of the Falcons. He's going to make them in the top 10 in defense for the Falcons. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I think uh, I think they could be on pace for a nice turnaround season if everything goes right for them. And their offense, too, since they brought back Dirk Cutter to kind of help out with Matt Ryan. Yeah. So now that being said, let's go to pick 15 for the Washington Redskins selection. I have them selecting with the 15th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Devin Bush, outside linebacker from Michigan. Okay. I like it, and I'm going. I'm going to go way off the board here, uh, just from the way my mock draft has developed. I feel like Washington really wants a quarterback. They don't know how much time or if Alex Smith is even going to be able to come back, and they seem like the type of team that could get desperate and try to reach. I'm going to say they make a surprise pick and take Daniel Jones, the quarterback from Duke. I think it is very much a reach and I don't know if it'll work out for them, but it's a move that I can see Washington making. I don't agree with it, but I, I think they could make a move like that. Daniel Jones is going to be a later round pick. That's for sure. Right there. So now let's go to pick 16 through 23. So let's start with the Panthers selection at 16 with the 16th pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select the kill Harry wide receiver from Arizona state. Reason for that is because Cam Newton needs a number one receiver. And I think that's a pressing need for the Panthers right now. And Nikhil Harry would be a good option for, for Cam Newton. And that yeah. also fills the void that was lost by Devin Funches. Yeah, that's what, kept. that's what I was thinking with Devin Funches leaving. He was one of Cam's more trusted targets. I could definitely see them going wide receiver. I'm going to have them taking Andre Dillard from Washington State. Um, tackle. Uh, also, not for the same reason, but they do need to surround Cam with more talent on offense, whether that is weapons or just protecting him, could be a big force on the line and help Christian McCaffrey to more rushing yards too. But I I definitely would not be surprised at all if they took a wide receiver here. Absolutely. You're right about that. That's for sure. So now let's go to the 17th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. The New York Giants have that pick from the Cleveland Browns in the Odell Beckham trade. The New York Giants select Jawan Taylor. Offensive tackle from Florida. Okay. And that was the – which pick was that again? Sorry. 17. That's the pick that Cleveland was supposed to have until the Odell Beckham trade happened. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with – I had them going offensive line in the with the first pick, taking Jonah Williams. So, with the second pick, I'm going defensive line and take Cleveland Farrell. 
All right. So now let's go to the 18th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. The Minnesota Vikings select Ed Oliver, defensive tackle from Houston. Okay. That would be a huge steal if they could get him at that at that point in the draft. I'm going to go, again, other side of the line and take Cody Ford from, from Oklahoma. Yeah, because you're thinking the Vikings need offensive line help to help protect Kirk Cousins so that Kirk Cousins can throw deep, more deep balls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he certainly has the weapons around him to be able to do that, whether it be Adam Thielen or, or Stephon Diggs. So I could see them going offensive line there. And now let's talk about the 19th pick in the 2019 season. Now, you and I are pretty big followers with this team. The Tennessee Titans select A.J. Brown, wide receiver from Old Miss. I think that's going to be a number one receiver that Marcus Mariota needs. And you know, you know, for me, I am a, I'm still a huge believer in Marcus Mariota, and I think that getting this target will really help reinvent Marcus Mariota as a quarterback. Definitely. I'm going to agree with the pick. I, I had them going with a different position just now, but I think you're, you're convincing me a wide receiver would be the right move for them, especially to, to help out Marcus Mariota and an offense that you can just see the potential there, but they just haven't been able to unlock it yet. I, I don't think this is Marcus Mariota's final year as the quarterback for the Titans. I believe that Marcus Mariota is the face of the Titans franchise, and he is their guy going forward at quarterback. And I'm a Mike Vrabel fan. I know that he will make sure that Marcus Mariota has the right supporting cast, which I believe. And the thing with Mariota is, is he's just got to stay healthy. That's what my only concern about him is. But all in all, I just like the way he plays the game, and that's why I'm still a huge believer in Marcus Mariota as a franchise quarterback for the Titans. I absolutely am too. I think you just need to play with more consistency and stay healthy, uh, surround him with pieces on the field. And this team, you look at it on paper, they do have a ton of talent. They just haven't put it all together yet. And maybe getting a guy like AJ Brown can help unlock that. So that's what, you know, as even though I'm a tight, I'm not really a big Titans fan. That's my favorite player on the Titans, Marcus Mariota. Yeah. I love Marcus Mariota, great quarterback, and also my favorite player on the defensive side of the ball, who, who I, which I think the Titans' defense is going to thrive this year. I think that's going to be uh, Kevin Bayard. I, I do like Bayard. He was, I believe, not this past year, but the year before, we near the, the top of the league in interceptions. Knows yeah. how to cover, and I think he's going. He's a he's a vocal point in that Titans defense, and I think he has grown into that vocal leader in uh, it vocal leader of that defense for the Titans. Oh, I agree completely. And he's going to be one of those leaders along with Jarrell Casey and, uh, and I'll, and I'll, and who I, who, and other names, other key names on the Titans defense as well. Yeah. Now let's go to pick 20 with the 20th pick in the 2019 draft. This is a pressing need for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have them drafting Deandre Baker, a defensive back from Georgia. Okay. I've been going defensive back too. Um, in my draft, I do have Greedy Williams slipping down the board a little bit, so I have them taking Greedy Williams here and maybe potentially ending up with one of the biggest steals of the draft because, I mean, you had him in the top five. I think he is a top five talent. He slid a little bit this year, so he'd be a steal for whoever could get him at this point. And with the Steelers, I think with DeAndre Baker, for me, I think he'll be a good fit to play on the opposite side. Uh, DeAndre Baker will be a good fit to play on the opposite side of Artie Burns. Yeah, definitely. Either way, they they need a cornerback at, at 20. Let's go to 21. With the 21st pick in the 2000, 
2019 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Byron Murphy, defensive back from Washington. And I think with Seattle kind of in, in a de- rebuild on defense, I think Byron Murphy will pair up nicely with Shaquille Griffin. Yeah, I, I can see that. I have them going a little off the board here. I know wide receiver may not be a pressing need for them, but maybe they take a chance on a guy like Marquise Brown. I've heard him compared to Brandon Cooks a lot. He has blazing speed. And give Russell Wilson another weapon. Maybe you could be right about that. I I think Hollywood Brown is going to be a great receiver, just like his cousin A.B. So now that being said, let's go to the Ravens pick at 22. With the 22nd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select D.K. Metcalf, wide receiver from Old Miss. He will help Lamar Jackson's game out in a big, big way. Definitely. I mean, you saw the saw the show he put on at the combine, and uh, he he's certainly one of the uh, the headliners of this class of just phenomenal receivers. It's probably the best crop of high end receivers we've seen in a long time. So, I like the pick. I'm gonna have them taking Garrett Bradbury, uh, the center from NC State. But I think wide receiver is another very pressing need for them, and I would not be shocked if they did go for a guy like DK Metcalf. And now the 23rd selection in the 2019 NFL Draft, I have the Houston Texans selecting David Edwards, offensive tackle from Wisconsin, and he will help turn around this Houston Texans offensive line to make it be one of the best in the league. I, I like that. I think they, the Texans really do need, do need offensive line help. Uh, I have them also needing cornerback help, so I'm taking Byron Murphy, uh, the guy you had taken a couple picks ago. Absolutely. So now let's go to picks 24 through 31. So with the 24th selection in the 2019 NFL draft, the Oakland Raiders pick from the Chicago Bears, and they select Josh Jacobs, running back from Alabama. Yep, that, that's my pick too with them right there. And then with the 25th pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Marquise Hollywood Brown, a wide receiver from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And I have the Eagles selecting – I know he's a guy that people have been talking about as maybe a fringe first-round pick. I think he's super uber-talented. Nasir Adderley, the safety from Delaware, uh, he's underrated coming from Delaware, but no real weaknesses to his game. And he's a guy that, even though the Patriots don't really need a safety, he's a guy I'd love to see on the Patriots because they've just been so good with a solid safety class. I know he may not be available at that point, but I have the Eagles taking him at, uh, at 25, 25. And now with the 26th pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Tavon Cooney, linebacker from Notre Dame, play on the inside and a compliment to Darius Leonard and Justin Houston. Yeah. Darius Leonard had a, a phenomenal year last year. I have them going. It's a move maybe for the future. A guy who's going to slip down the board due to injury concerns. And I, I believe he's out for a decent portion of the beginning of the year. Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State uh, was arguably as good as Montez Sweat uh, alongside him, uh, his counterpart on the opposite side of the line. Uh, and it'll just be a further move to bolster uh, this indie defense. The reason I have them going to Von Cooney is because I feel like an inside linebacker would be good, a good piece to compliment Darius Leonard. Yeah, I think so. I think they go defense no matter what at that at that point in the draft. Their offense is fine for the Colts. Yes, especially with Andrew Luck at the helm. 
And now let's go to pick 27, the Oakland Raiders pick from the Dallas Cowboys. I have them selecting Calvin Harmon, wide receiver from NC State. Oh, Calvin Harmon, guy I got to see play against BC this year. Um, he has a huge catch radius, can go up and, and get the ball over just about anybody. Maybe I'm saying that because BC has a bunch of like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, cornerbacks. So I guess a lot of people can go up and get it over them. Uh, but at 27, I'm going to go with a guy that you already have taken, but uh, he's still on my board, DeAndre Baker from Georgia. All right. So now let's go with the 28th selection in the 2019 NFL Draft. The Los Angeles Chargers select Andre Dillard, offensive tackle from Washington State. And this move will definitely be be a move that I would expect to happen because I think the Chargers need a right tackle and someone that that needs to keep Phillip Rivers upright. Okay. I think – who do I still have? I'm going to go tackle two. Um, I believe I still have Juwan Taylor available. So I'll go with that. And then with the 29th selection in the 2019 NFL Draft, that's the pick that Kansas City was supposed to have until the Frank Clark trade. So the Seattle Seahawks, a 29th select. Jahai Polite, outside linebacker from Florida. Okay. Polite is a very good player. I have him – I was going to have him go cornerback in the with the first pick. I had him taking wide receiver, taking a chance on Marquise Brown. I'm going to have him taking Rock Yassin from Temple. And then Kansas City doesn't have a second-round pick until – doesn't pick until the second round with that yeah. trade. Yeah. And then with the 30th selection in the 2019 NFL draft, that – the Green Bay Packers from the New Orleans Saints select Riley Ridley, wide receiver from Georgia, and Riley Ridley will take over the role that Randall Cobb had. Okay. I have them going for a move to protect Aaron Rodgers. First pick, I had them taking you know, Fant, so they, they have weapons for Rodgers now. I'm taking Chris Lidstrom from Boston College. Uh, he's a guy that some have seen shoot up draft boards. He's gone as high as like 12 or 13 I've seen in mock drafts so phenomenal rise great story for Boston College uh I think the Green Bay Packers are an ideal such situation for him also a team like the New England Patriots very smart player uh did a phenomenal job here protecting Anthony Brown and I think he would do a great job protecting Aaron Rodgers oh you're absolutely right that's for sure right there so let's so you agree with the uh with the Packers potentially taking Riley Ridley yeah, so take over for Randall Cobb. I could see that potentially happen. That should happen because that should help Aaron Rodgers out big time in a big way. And although Devontae Adams can't do it alone, adding a receiver like Ridley to complement those pieces will really help Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And then with the 31st selection in the 2019 NFL Draft, the L.A. Rams select Brian Burns, outside linebacker from Florida State. Okay. I'm, I'm going to agree with that. I, I, I like Burns, too. And now let's go to pick 32. With the 32nd pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, your defending and my defending Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots select Noah Fant, tight end from Iowa. You know, I sure hope they're able to. I, I personally don't think he will be available at that pick, and – I don't know if I'm sold on Irv Smith. I, I like the two Iowa tight ends. I don't know how much I'm sold on Irv Smith. I would go Smith here, but I think that's a bit of a reach. Maybe you wait for the next round and go for a guy like um, Jay Sternberg from Texas A&M. I, I could see the Patriots 
I mean, they always do something surprising. I, I say do X, they do Y. We all question it and Y ends up working out for them. I'm going to make a little bit of a surprise and say they go for one of the best players available at this time. Safety Taylor Rapp from Washington. I, I think the safety class is very underrated. I love Adderley and Rapp at the top of that. Even a guy further down the board like Amani Hooker from Iowa. Uh, but I would say Adderley, but he's gone in my mock draft. So I'm going to go with Taylor Rapp. Have a great opportunity to learn under some of these phenomenal Patriots secondary members. And be a, be a pick for the future, but be a potential steal in the draft. Because I know the Patriots sometimes do pick for value. And this would be a value pick over a need pick for them. Yeah, absolutely. But really, for me, the reason why I have the Patriots getting Noah fan is because obviously they lost Rob Gronkowski. Austin Safarian Jenkins is not a guy that can't stay healthy, but I believe when he is healthy, Austin Safarian Jenkins is a solid tight end. And also Josh Gordon, who just signed his franchise, a, a, a contract tender, I, I expect him to be on the field this year. Yes, I expect him to be there too. I think the Patriots are wise to target a tight end. Um I agree with you. Noah Fant is probably the number one guy that I want the Patriots to get. I just don't think he'll be available at 32. If he is, take him in a heartbeat. Don't don't even waste any time on the clock. Just submit that pick right then and there. Uh, I do think the Patriots look for a wide receiver later on in the draft, but I I would lean – I think that's a better move for them personally because there's some great depth at wide receiver to this draft. A lot of great day two steals potentially – and the Patriots in the past just haven't hit on day one wide receivers. So I think they do go wide receiver later on. Guy that I love, um, local kid Andy Isabella from UMass. He's got blazing speed too. Kind of similar to Marquise Brown, but lesser known because he played at UMass and not Oklahoma. All right. So now that being said, let's predict the projected winner of the 2019 NFL draft. I say that's going to be the Patriots and Raiders because the Raiders have three first round picks. And the Patriots, of course, have the most selections out of any team. Yeah, I think it. I agree with you. I think it's definitely going to be the Raiders. I think the Patriots, it's going to be as usual with them. They're going to have a draft that nobody thinks is particularly great. And then when you get to the regular season, these guys end up performing. So I don't think the Patriots are quick reaction right after the draft winners. But I think long run, they have a good chance to be to be winners. And then the, the loser of this draft, I think, will be the Seahawks because they have the fewest selections in the draft. Okay. Loser, I'm going to go with a team like Washington or Miami. And I say that only because they're the type of teams that I think if they're stuck where they are at 13 or 15, they end up reaching for a QB and it ends up backfiring on them. I would say Denver's reaching for Drew Locke if I have them taking him at number 10. But I, I love Drew Locke. I think he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback in this league. But I think those teams after that, maybe in the, the 10 to 20 range that need a quarterback and potentially you have Drew Locke and Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins off the board at that time, if the chips fall the way they do and these teams decide to reach for a quarterback. And I'm looking specifically at Miami and at Washington. I think it could backfire on them. And my final NFL thought today is looking forward to the draft tomorrow. And I think the Patriots are going to have a very good season coming up. Definitely. My final NFL thought. Also looking forward to the draft. This has the potential to have the most Boston College players ever selected. Um, I believe there could be five or six selected in the whole draft, and the previous BC record is four. So great time to be at BC. Absolutely. So when we come back, we'll take a quick break. We'll talk about the NBA first, and then we'll talk about MLB stuff after this. Okay. Okay. 